plenty of clients to go around. I say this a lot, there's plenty of sick clients to go around. There's plenty of people out there that are sick. Just look down the street. This is not a competition, right? We're not competing with each other in this room. We're trying to build a community and grow together. I think there's plenty, plenty to have if we all work together versus try to do it our own way individually. CrossFit affiliates, not to mention all the other micro gym, boutique fitness studios, and everything else. I believe there's strength in numbers, and it's worth staying open. We want people open because even if they have one member, that's somebody who's hopefully. Uh, moving that sickness, wellness, fitness continuum, right? They're slowly coming from either sick or well, and they're moving towards that fitness, creating that hedge against the um, metabolic diseases that, that plague our, our society. Welcome to the RVA Affiliate Collective Podcast, where we share stories around the business of fitness and other things going on in the local RVA fitness community. Give us a follow on Instagram at RVA Affiliate Collective. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Collective Podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to have you. For those who don't know, um, who are you and, and what do you do? I am Lynette McKinney, and I am a sales rep for K2 Awards and Apparel. We um, we thought we needed somebody in this role, and we, I started in February, and it's been awesome. That's awesome. Yes. Um, so in the CrossFit space and in the affiliate space, um, You've been known to help people out with shirt orders and um, provide a whole bunch of really cool products for the community. Um, is there anything significant about that kind of work that you've picked up on? Yeah, so what I think makes me stand out amongst their competitors is being able to go in a CrossFit, sit down with them, just have them tell me what they want, the following week, I come back, provide them with samples of what they want so they can actually see this item runs small or this item runs big or, you know, when you are able to put your hands on something, I just feel like it makes things go so much smoother as far as a transaction is concerned. Um, and it's, it's providing great customer service. Like we've had incredible feedback on just having me out there and having a face to be a K2 employee. Yeah, I would say that's huge. Like for myself personally, when I've ordered from a Vista print or anybody for any kind of printed or design work, you never truly know what you're getting until it shows up. That's and sometimes exactly it's right. like a thousand units of something that's not quite what you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, do I give this to my customers and clients who spend really good money here to work out? And I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's important to put your customers and great gear that's going to last. And if you're going to put a branded logo on something that you've worked so hard for, you want it to look good. Yeah. And you want to be happy with it. That's right. You definitely want it to last in the, in the CrossFit space. Um, thankfully, many people take off their shirts in CrossFit. So I think some of the shirts will last longer. Yeah, exactly. You know? But even if they don't, um, you know, longevity is huge in the fitness industry. Um, you do CrossFit yourself, right? I do. I am a member at DBG CrossFit. Um, I started there last November and 
I feel like I've found my home. Um, and it's, I think it's so important for the community when you're involved in a CrossFit to just feel like you belong. Um, I think for me, for sure, it has built a lot of confidence in me. Um, and it's been huge in sales just to be like, yeah, you can, you can do a pull up, but you can go sell a million t-shirts this year. Right. Yeah. So it, it's kind of awesome. So confidence boost. Plus it gives you, um, insiders, I guess, knowledge of at least a type of customer. I'm sure you deal with more than just CrossFitters and fitness gyms, but when you're selling to them, you can speak their language. Yeah, I totally can speak their lingo. Um, I think obviously me being a member too has helped me slide in doors that I probably never would have had open for me. Yeah. Um, so that has been huge upon itself. Um, Marty's given me a decent amount of referrals, Mandy Ellis being one of them. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know also what they're looking for. You know, I don't, it's not like just walking to a business and not knowing what they want at all. Like I kind of have an idea. Yeah. Um, has that kind of knowledge led you to, creating products specifically for fitness gyms or like certain things like I've seen um, welcome packages that are like, you know, got a shirt and a box printed and all these different things from um, some vendors out there. I didn't know if you all have uh, considered like tailoring products to two gyms. That is an awesome idea. I'm going to take that on Monday <laughs> okay. and run with it, Jeff. So thank yeah, you. Sure, um, anytime. I love that. Um, we have definitely talked about that as far as spirit wear that I do for school, working on package deals, um, because I think it does make a big difference. And yeah, you, you walk in the door, you remember, here's a coffee mug and a T-shirt. Thanks for being a member, right? Right. Like, it's great appreciation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to work on that. I really cool. do. That's an amazing idea. Yeah, so. you know, everyone needs printed grips or printed something, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, That's really awesome idea. Can't wait. <laughs> I'll get that started. All right. Well, just make sure you kick me back. You I know, will. Ten, I'll kick ten back cents to on every you order. On RBA <laughs> affiliate. <laughs> <laughs> so, what led you to this type of work? Um, I imagine this. You said you started in February, so probably did something before this. Yeah, so I was in the dental field for 12 years. I went to VCU. I got a bachelor's in science and dental hygiene. I worked at a practice in Mechanicsville for about four years and then another eight years in the West End. It was a super successful career. It was amazing for raising small children. Um, I only worked part-time, but it was like best of both worlds. Got to be a stay-at-home mom and also work at a, as a career. So it paid its dues. Um, but then, you know, this, this job opportunity came open in February, and my husband, Wes, he also is um, a partner at K2. He was like, would you be interested in just trying to get your face out there and do sales? And I'm like, oh, I do not want to do sales. Like, I remember in the dental hygiene world when a salesperson came in the door, I would run to the back. Like, I was <laughs> like, I am not talking to that salesperson today. So I, I always say it was cutthroat. I could never do it. Mm -hmm. And then we talked a little bit more, and Charlie Moss, who is the owner of K2, um, he kind of got involved and said, like, why don't you just try it? What do you have to lose? And it's true. Like, I could always go back to the dental hygiene career, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I quit work in January. I started in February, and I will never look back. It has literally been life-changing. Wow. Um, so you mentioned 
your experience with salespeople, what makes you not that type of person, I guess? What, what allows people to want to talk to you versus run to the back, right? Yeah, so I, I truly believe that I just bring a relationship to the table. Um, I don't want to go into CrossFit and be like, the first thing out of my mouth is how many T-shirts you need. I honest, the sale's great, but I love that I'm able to build relationships with people prior to even talking about it. Um, and I can say, obviously, DBG has been great for me. Um, Fit Factory, I've made a great relationship, I think, with Brandon and V. Um, Mandy down at Chaco Bottom today, yeah. we just had an amazing conversation. And we talked for 45 minutes prior to even talking about T-shirts or swag. Nice. So I think building that personal relationship and not I don't cold call. Like, I'm not going to cold call and walk oh, into really? a building. That is not my style. I really, I had myself, and I pushed it, and I did not want to do it, but I knew it was the best thing for me. I got involved in a BNI group, which is a business group, and I rely heavily on referrals, um, not only from that group, but from the surrounding area. Mm -hmm. And so, luckily, I have not had to make the first cold call. That's really neat. Yeah. So, networking, relationships, um no cold calls. Yeah. And uh, people like you for that. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen anyone run away, have you? Not yet. Yeah. I haven't lost a sale yet. Well, that's good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, what, what was probably the most difficult, other than maybe joining the BNI group, but what was the most difficult transition for you to come into uh, an outside sales or even marketing or kind of branding? Because you, you run the Instagram account and you kind of do a lot of the social media presence as well. Yeah. What was hard about switching from dental work, right? Yeah. To this totally different industry. Yeah. So that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, in dentistry, I didn't like to say that I sold things, but I guess I kind of did, right? Like I'm going to sell you to brush and floss your teeth. I'm going to try to sell you on, yeah, why don't you think about getting a crown for this tooth cracks? Like, so I guess I did a little bit of sales. Um, but then this is like taking on a whole nother sales level of trying to get my face out there. And when I had jumped on board, the commitment was I'm only going to do 20 hours a week. So I could still be part time, but still be a mom. Right. Right. It, so I am so type A and I want I have such the drive like it's so hard to be successful in sales and do it part time, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So. The biggest difference from dental to what I'm doing now is the part-time hours. I used to work like one eight-hour day a week, and now I'm working like 20 to 30 hours, which I am grateful for. It has been an awesome ride, but I want to be successful, you mm -hmm. know? So the time involved has been a huge change for me. And there are days when I'm like, oh, my stars, I am drowning. <laughs> um, but I've also had to learn to prioritize things like when my kids are in school. Um, that way, when they get home from school, I can be present and mindful with them on their activities and homework and still be a mom, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's been a big change, lifestyle change and just time commitment, like trying to focus on what I need to focus on. Yeah, I imagine... Um Sales could be self-driving, and if you if you have a strong drive to be successful, then the job could never end. 
Yeah. Right. There's not a hard 5 p.m. cutoff, right? Not at all. Do you find yourself setting those boundaries? No, um, I'm terrible. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> I, um, I, because I work from home, so I have an office at home and I have like my apparel swag set up at home too. I find myself on like Saturdays, like trying to like shut my door quietly and hide from my people and be like, I just have like two emails I need to get out. Or um, like last Sunday, I had a coach call me because that was the only time he could get in touch with me. Mm -hmm. But if you want to make that happen, you have to be there for them, right? Like that's customer service. That is one thing that I really need to work on is... Healthy boundaries. Yes. Yeah. I imagine being, I mean, February is not that long ago. You're you're still learning, I'm sure, every day. And um, some things are appropriate and some things aren't. Um, Even in my own you know, personal development and career, there's a time and place to be available off hours. And there's sometimes when you just have to shut down. True. Um, have you found examples of when you had to just shut the phone off or, or think about switching phones, like having an actual separate phone just for work that yeah. we can put it away? That sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> cause they have all have my personal number. Oh wow. Yeah. Which I don't always think that's a bad thing, um, no. but I, I, it's funny you say that because literally my husband and I just had this conversation. We truly try not to talk about work, but so much because, you know, we, we need to have a life outside of work. Like I want to make our marriage keep going. Right. So <laughs> right. we have gotten, so we take our phones and put them away at, at dinner time and we don't get them back out until 830 till the kids go to bed. Oh, nice. This is new. We'll see how long it lasts, but... <laughs> It's just being present when people are, you know, yeah. in your home and just being able to be with them instead of texting and mail, emailing. And yeah, it's tough. Um, I think cell phones are great, mm-hmm. but they, I think they're also awful for us, right? Sure, right. They're, they're a business, could be a great business tool, um, but the creators behind every app is trying to get your eyes on the screen All longer. All the time, yep. Um, so if you don't set any healthy boundaries, it could just run you, right? So Instead of you true. running it. Um, as far as working from home, you know, it's really tough. Um, I get to work from home sometimes um, in my full-time job. And I find that I work more hours at home. And I get more done, which is great. But then I don't have any, I don't take any breaks. Like I, I tend to just work straight through um, versus if I drive into the office, work starts when I get there. When I leave the office, it kind of ends there. Um, but when you're working from home, it's like you have to really focus on, all right, 7.30, I'm going to start. You know, 5 p.m., I'm turning the laptop off, yeah. shutting the phone off. Um, and it's tough because, like, you can say, oh, it's so cool. I get to work from home and um, and be home with your kids. But at the same time, if you're at home working from home at 4 p.m. and your kids are there, you're really not doing either any justice, right? I completely right? <laughs> agree. Yeah, it's true. It's I have struggled with that at 100%. Um, my actually my mom came over yesterday and she, I went and picked my kids up and then I was like mom I'll I'll be right back like I just have two emails to answer and she's like holy smokes like do you do this every day and I'm like yeah like this is the drive in me like you know it's just and I give mad props to my parents because they are both go-getters and all of my siblings are unbelievably go-getters and, you know, I have, they're entrepreneurs and have a nurse practitioner in the family who does brain surgery. Like we all have the drive from my parents and, you know, it's, I feel like some of the genetics is hard to escape from, right? Sure. (laughs) Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. It's, it's tough too. When, 
social media will sell you that entrepreneurs are supposed to, you know, hashtag the grind. Yes. Um, I'm a big fan of hashtag the grind's a lie. Yeah. Um, I it's, love it. It's not about beating your head against the wall for, you know, 12, 15, 16 hours a day. Um, you might have those days as being an entrepreneur, but that's not what you should be striving for. You shouldn't be celebrating or saying, well, this is my life now. I'm just going to be a martyr and like yes. let, let this run me, you know, because yeah. at the end of the day, if you're doing that, then where is your actual freedom of being an entrepreneur if you're tied to your jobs even more than like a normal eight to five job? Gosh, so true. So true. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's a, that's a hard thing to do. You want to run your business. You want to be successful. Right. But it's hard to step away from it. Sure, because you want to pour every Everything ounce into it. Everything you have. Right? Yeah. That's right. And that's part of that drive, I'm sure, um, you got from your parents. Were there other traits or things that, that your parents kind of instilled into you that is making you successful today? Oh, my gosh. I don't know whose stubbornness I got, my mom or my dad's. But I think that's sometimes good in sales because I really have a hard time accepting the word no. Um, that's not always great in a marriage either, right? So God bless my husband who puts up with me. Um, yeah, but accepting the word no in sales, it, it's, if someone tells me no, I'm like, okay, I'll be back for you in about three or four months. And I don't, you know, constantly beat, beat a dead horse or I just find another path like in their door. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely think that's a trait of my parents that I've taken. Like, don't don't accept no. Like, go for the dream. Go for it. Chase yeah. it. Like, you can do it. Um, you know, I grew up playing sports, and I if I would have ex- accepted the word no growing up playing sports, I probably honestly would not be in the schools that I'm able to get in today, like Lee Davis and Stonewall and Hanover. Because that was a huge part of my life. And in sixth grade, I made a softball team. In seventh grade, I didn't, you know, which is crazy. So I went back, and I was, like, full speed ahead, and I made it eighth for a year. But if I would have accepted no as I wasn't able to make that team, right, like, that would have knocked me down for for probably for life in a lot of ways, you know, like— um, so sports has played a huge part of that too. Like, you know, get back up and go again. Yeah. Definitely. If you fail, get back up, go again. Um, I have failed a lot in the first six months here, a lot. And I, we pushed through, I remember their days and I'd be like, Wes, oh my gosh, like, I, I don't think this is the right career choice. Mm-hmm. And we just had so much, so many growing pains with me jumping on board, um, bringing in so much business. And, and we have grown through it, and we've been super successful for it. And I am grateful for the failures and the no's, sure. right? right? That's how you grow and learn. Yeah, you either, um, you either win or learn, right? Yeah. You don't even necessarily fail as long as you're turning that into learning. Right, right? yeah. Um, so... I guess it, it's all full circle, right? Yeah. <laughs> kind of went off on a little tangent about sports, but no, yeah. No, that's so true. Like even in CrossFit, right? It's, you might not have the pull up today. Yeah. But you keep trying, you keep doing all the work. Eventually you'll get it. It's not a matter of, you know, when or if it's a matter of when. It's just, yeah. you got to put in the time. Um, it's very easy to, to say that's too hard and walk away. And um, sports, I think, is one aspect that teaches that as well as parents in a good 
moral upbringing and all of those other things, but definitely like sports and CrossFit, I think really teach you to be persistent and keep driving towards whatever that goal is you've set for yourself. Oh, a hundred percent. You're speaking my ling- lingo. <laughs> it's taken me a year to get one strict pull up, Joe. Hey, <laughs> I got it. Yeah. I wanted to like cry, run circles That's around awesome. CrossFit, but I got it. <laughs> That's good. You got it. Exactly. Um, I'm sure you could use that story to, to as a parallel to many other things, right? There was times in that pull-up, right, that oh, you were just gosh. like, forget it. Like, yes. it's not going to happen. My hands hurt, my shoulders hurt, and I haven't gotten anywhere. Yeah, I feel like I would want to throw stuff I'd got, and I'd be like, this, I can't get it. But then I'd see my neighbor, like, crushing, like, five and six, you know, strict pull-ups. And I'm, it's tough to not compare yourself to yeah. your peer in CrossFit. I mean, very similar to life and, sure. you know, especially with social media. Oh yeah. Only the positives are out there typically. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think it's wrong necessarily to compare yourself as long as it's, this is where I think where people get in trouble is they compare themselves and then it's to the detriment versus you compare yourself to aspiration. Yeah. So like your neighbor getting five pull-ups, maybe that actually pushed you to get your first one more so than it, you know, discouraged you and told you to give up. It all depends on how you, how you do the comparison. Um, I think if it's healthy, then it's great. Like social media is great at showing what people are capable of. Um, especially if you look at CrossFit social media, like, man, all these people doing amazing things. I didn't think that was possible. It's like, oh, it is possible. But then there's the other side of that where you look at that and say, oh, there's no way I could ever be like that. And that's where the constant comparing, I think, can cause issues. Yeah, it's tough. You yeah. got to put in the work there, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, what was the day like when you when you got it? Like When I got my pull-up? Yeah. I just had this weird feeling like it was going to happen. So actually, it's funny. We talk about social media and telling people. Um, I had worked with Hallie, um, who is... Friend of the show. Uh, yeah. yeah. And she runs Duramata therapy and, you know, she's like, I just wanted her to give me some tricks. So she's like, Lynette, you, you're not going to get it through a wad. Like you have to put in the time. So I literally probably put in the time doing negatives and that's what she recommended. Yeah. That's how and I got my first one. Yeah. That's what yeah. she said. That's just like, that's how I got mine. Yep. And, um, it's probably taken me two or three months to finally get it, but yeah. We literally, I recorded myself doing it. Now I have a little kick at the end to get my, so it's probably not 100% a strict pull-up, but, but in my up. mind, it is a pull-up. Pull up. Yeah, it is a pull-up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I sent the video immediately to Hallie. I was like, look what I did. I'm so excited. And um, I think I sent it to Marty or was like, do you see what I just got? Because he would always see me so down on myself for mm-hmm. Silly things, but I think that's that's always an escape for me too. Getting in there and yeah. just escaping from life, and you know, yeah. life's hard. Yeah, it's an amazing life, but it is hard. Sure, and it's CrossFit has just provided me that outlet. That's awesome. You just got to go in there, put the music on, and, that's right. and grind in there. Escape. And it's just feel good at the end of it. So true. Anything that was a, typically, I think even Greg Glassman, the the founder of CrossFit, said this that like. If something's bothering you and then you go do a crossword workout, typically it's not bothering you nearly as much afterwards. Wow. Right? That is the truth. It's <laughs> so true. It's like, oh, that's not that big of a deal. Just because, and then you could say that for runners or anybody who does physical exercise. Oh, yeah. But the whole like endorphin high and everything afterwards and the sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Um, 
also the community aspect, you know, doing things with people and, and just lifting you up. You know, that's what yeah. the community is so good about doing. So amazing. I have met so many great people in CrossFit that I never, I would have never known. I mean, same for networking events that I've sure. done. Um, and you've been a part of it too. Um, I have met two people, two great people just from coming to one of your networking events. So what you're doing for us is huge in Richmond. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad you appreciate it. It's amazing. Yeah. So hopefully that equals more listeners and yeah. more followers. And yes. <laughs> keep, keep having them. Yeah, get those numbers up. Um, you mentioned um, getting into the schools for, for some of your accounts and, yeah. and things like that. Is that tough navigating local government? Um. As far as payments? Just in general. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's so much red tape around. <laughs> and I only know this from National Guard. So yeah. inside looking out, I can't imagine anyone approaching, like, a government entity and easily figuring out who can make decisions, oh, how they need tough. to be made, and doing it in any kind of timely manner just because it seems like it can be so difficult to kind of break down the first few barriers. So and true. I would only imagine that public school systems probably the same. They only have authorized people they can send payments to. They only have certain people they're allowed to kind of, it's all kind of dictated at some other level beyond yeah. the uh, administrators usually. You you have nailed it. <laughs> okay. It, <laughs> it is tough um, getting in schools. I think I have been super blessed to slide in the door with some of the people I've known from Lee Davis and Stonewall when I was there. Um, Just last year, yeah, thanks, Joe. I'll <laughs> that one. Um, yes, so I think it starts small, and I, I have seen it grow just by word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And I think mainly it's because we've been able to provide such a great turnaround time. Air turnaround time on apparel is five to seven business days. Yeah. You cannot find that. No. And the beauty of me going into the schools is – I'm now able to set up shops for them. Online can it can be online ordering, or I'm able to provide them with a hard copy of what their apparel is going to look like, how much it costs. They give that back to the coaches. I go back, pick it up, put the order in all by myself. So not only is our turnaround time huge for schools, um, but just us provi- being able to provide what they need and mm-hmm. them not to have to do so much work. You know, right. God bless these teachers and coaches. They already have so much on their plate. Right. You know, yeah. like if I can take one thing off their plate and help them. Yeah, because they have to go around and I imagine collect payments from it's just like a, a gym trying to get yeah. T-shirt orders. Right. And if you can either set up a quick like pop up website that they can just point people to yep. or some sort of quick and easy form. Um I imagine that makes it a lot easier for them to manage this whole thing because even for myself, designing a shirt, finding someone to print it, making sure it arrives, making sure the sizes and everything are all right, that takes a lot of time. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You know, I think for middle school, too, it's huge because their season's only six weeks, right? Yeah. So you've got your team. That's already week five. You don't have a lot of turnaround time to do apparel. Right. So what I've been trying to do is get the coaches – um, mock-ups so they know what it looks like two weeks prior to the um, team even starting. Nice. And so we're we're good to go. As soon as they have parent night, we're good to go on the orders. You just, here's the sheet, take it home. I need it back by Friday. We're rocking and rolling the following Monday with stuff. 
It's good just getting ahead of it. And, trying to get and, ahead, yeah. right. I think it's huge. Yeah. Well, it's huge with anything in life, sure. right? Trying to get ahead. Um, but schools are tough. Yeah. It's, it's all in who you know, too. Yeah. Would you have any advice for someone maybe in the fitness space that wanted to maybe bring CrossFit into school? I've seen some schools do this. Oh, not wow. not in Richmond, but yeah. I've seen some schools, especially colleges, I think a little bit easier, but... CrossFit or CrossFit-type programs, um, even some gym teachers that have become level one and want to start implementing it. Do you have any advice to how to navigate the the red tape that is yeah, government and, and try to get them to buy into, like, hey, this isn't going to hurt the kids. This is actually better than what we're doing. And I think CrossFit gets just such a bad rap. Like, sure. You're going to get injured, and why are you doing that? Um, Did you see that the, the NS, NSCA is paying out $4 million for their false report about CrossFit injuries? Oh, wow. Yeah, I so CrossFit won in a, uh, a lawsuit. So Ooh. $4 million just in fees, and that's not even, I don't think, damages yet. Because oh, they had produced this big stinks. study that said, you know, creates it's a very effective program, but here's a high rate of injury. And it turns out that whole thing was falsified by the NSCA, which is supposed to be like a wow. scientific journal for sports right. and um, exercise science. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's taken them down. So oh it, it's gosh. interesting that you say that because I think between that and just everyone's perception, what they see on YouTube and totally. the CrossFit games, there is that, like, oh, high rate of injury. Um, but back to what we're talking about, if, if you were to try to – initially knock that stuff down, but like try to get into schools. Cause I feel like the, the kids, especially now more than ever, unless they're in sports, they're probably not physically active. They're not eating well. Right. And you know, as well as I do that trying to get that pull up or doing CrossFit, it tends to make you start thinking about how are you sleeping? How are you eating? So true. All the other things that, that really make a decent life, quality right. of life. Right. So, you know, th- you've done, you've done sports all your life, right? Nope. You haven't. I, for some reason, I was I thinking know, you right? were a sports I was, guy. <laughs> I was an overweight um, kid who played video games. Really? Yeah, I did play basketball, but like I went to practice, played, and left. I wasn't, you know, um, into it. So you've I, I did some. Yeah, I, I did some dance as a kid just because okay. my sisters did. But I was always overweight. I was always just bare minimum type kid. Okay. Um, and I was homeschooled too. On top of that. Um, but I was really good at playing video games and doing computer stuff, and uh, had no interest in you know, the, the jock boys yeah. going out and playing okay. sports kind of thing. So yeah, I've, I've, you know, completely 180 on, on you that. You have, well, you look amazing. <laughs> well, thank you. So, you know, back to the school thing, it's like they have open gyms, right? So mm-hmm. that's a big deal for schools to have open gyms. Who's watching you during open gyms? Not, Nobody. Not, right. Yeah, no one. So how much more effective would it be to have a level one CrossFit or level two CrossFit coach in there teaching them the proper movements of building strength on a barbell or cardio for that matter? Mm-hmm. And when they come around to their season, they are 10 times stronger than they ever could have been. Yep. Right? Like, that's huge. You know, baseball, softball, you know, that's what I grew up doing. I was a pitcher, but to think if I would have possibly had that behind me how much more powerful I could have pitched like how much faster could my balls have been if I had some good guidance on weightlifting sure or I know another thing for especially for female like lacrosse teams like injury rates right yeah are pretty high in sports which is funny because they they always outweigh the crossfit injury rates right but um you know strengthening those joints like ACLs and all those types of tears that can end 
careers for some people yeah. or end at least their, their high school sports season. Um, is just from your navigating kind of what's going on, is there like an approach you would recommend like to start a conversation about that, whether it be an outsider or just someone who's trying to look out for kids, uh, like, you know, who do they typically, who would they call yeah. and what kind of, what would they pitch, I guess? I would say the athletic directors would be the one that you would go to. Um, and it's, it's not only going to help them with sports, it's the confidence in schools. Right. Like, yeah. you know, like you see all this bullying and we're doing so much to prevent bullying, but what are we doing to help with confidence? Yeah. Not much. Right. Like, why aren't, why aren't we promoting health and fitness, what we can control, mm-hmm. right, in the school systems? Sure. I mean, I think it would be amazing. And, you know, not, and not only just athletes, but what if kids who didn't have that guidance would love to join that part of the program and be part of it? Like, mm-hmm. that's huge for some kids, building confidence and, you know? Yeah. Especially for the kids that maybe don't identify with playing sports. Yeah, it's exactly. But it's something they can do that's active. Yeah. Right? They can just be good at exercising. And they're right? just too scared to take that plunge, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm scared. I was scared to walk into a CrossFit door, you know? Sure. So it's very similar in life and with teenagers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially just walking into any gym when you're not when gym you don't goner. Know. You're yeah. Not, not used to, especially a normal gym that doesn't have a, like a coach or a class. Like, yeah. you're just, what do I do? Yeah. You know, and exactly. you just kind of make your laps, you get on the Stairmaster, and then you walk out, and you're yeah, like, yeah. all right, I worked out for an hour. <laughs> I, I earned this pizza, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah, it's like you didn't do anything. You got yeah. 50 calories, right? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. All right. So, like, athletic department, I guess, and just. That's what I, I would say, think. Like, maybe like. Other organizations, like maybe PTAs or some way yeah. to kind of influence up, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, even coaches' meetings, I think, would be huge, you know, talking to specific coaches. I think the ADs have so much say, you know, in gotcha. what they do, um, from what I understand. You know, I've kind of snuck in through the back door a little bit on the mm-hmm. coaches' side because they know me. Right. Um, and... But sometimes that's just what you have to do, slide in that back door to get that. Networking, you know? right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think having some sort of CrossFit relationship with coaches would be amazing. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah, there's there's gyms right now that are doing sports teams like yeah. on the side. Um, of course, the teams are coming to the gym. Be really need to get more of the gym inside of yes. the schools while yeah. you have them there and, and just teaching them about, you know, the basics of nutrition. Right. Unfortunately, from what I understand, school lunches aren't a model of nutritional lunch. And yeah. like, there's so much beyond, right. That, that, you know, we probably can't control easily, right. but it'd be nice to start educating because just from my perspective and I, I only went to public school for two years, but even from like my parents, like good nutrition wasn't around because the knowledge wasn't there. Yeah. You know, they were taught that fat was bad as far as fat grams. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if it's low fat, it's okay. Sugar wasn't really a thought other right. than maybe it makes you, um, you know, misbehave, but never that you're going to get diabetes by right. eating too much of this stuff. Right. Um, and so educating children, I think it would be really cool to do. And so hopefully, you know, if someone's listening to this, they, they, they hear what you said, like just start reaching out to people and yeah. start trying to get in the door. Um, especially for those that are even more passionate about like teaching young children and, exactly. and com- confidence and weight loss and, 
and everything, which go hand in or hand. Or come to you your know. networking event. Like that yeah, would be true. a great way to yeah. just like touch and get in touch with teachers and mm -hmm. ADs. Like you just never know. Yeah. You never know. That's true. What's next What's for next? for you at, at K2? Yeah, so I just had my end of the year review this week and I was told I had a great year, but I needed to go get a big fish. Oh. So big fish for me is like sports backers, right? Yeah, I've tried really hard to talk to them. It's it's, it's really tough because right? I was like, I would love to work with you guys yeah. and help with your events. Yes. Yeah. Like that, you would be amazing. I've been trying, and I I've, I've emailed every email I could find. It's tough. Yeah, I don't know who to talk to there. So, um, I would love to really work on trying. I mean, we're local, you know. Mm -hmm. We're we have so much to bring to the table for yeah. something local like that, you know, like it's a Monument Avenue, you know, race, sure. right? So all, all their events, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're we're so we are so like we love shop local, like let's mm -hmm. make it happen, support local. Um, so what's next is I would love to get a big fish this year. Um, I am really working hard on that and. Also, just really getting trying to get into Capital One too. I'm oh yeah, trying to do some of their swag. Um, schools, of course, are amazing for me. I I love kids, like being around them and being able to see what cute little gear I can put on them, and mm -hmm. you know. So, um, yeah. So I guess what's next is I, I really got to work hard this year. All right, sports backers, if you're yeah, listening, right? or if you know anyone <laughs> who knows anybody at sports backers, yes, Joe and I would love to meet. We would with love you guys. to talk to you about apparel and about helping you with uh, CrossFitters getting involved in yeah. what you do because yeah. we run those races. Exactly. We're, we're in it. It's just um, yes, everyone think, at K2 yeah, runs it. I don't think people realize it, yeah. and so it'd be really cool to have like the affiliate collective working with sports backers to to do some cool things. Yeah, you um, bring a lot to the table. I try. I try. Usually just a lot of uh, grief. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of grief. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, there's this guy again talking about building a community. <laughs> no, you've done a great job. And many people have said that, that it is just awesome, the power of community that you're bringing together. Sweet. Awesome. So big fish coming up. Yep. Um, what else? What else do we have? Two pull-ups? Maybe. I'm going to try yeah. to get another one in there. After talking to Mandy this morning, she said I need to have five before I can get my kipping pull-ups. Um, That's a good start. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my stars, five. That'll take me five years, Mandy. No. She's like, no, I'm sending you progressions over. You're going to get it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, once you get one, two and three is not much harder. That's what it's she says. It's always that initial one, you know. Yeah. Well, that's great. You're going to be good at it, I think. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, I guess one last question. Um your mother. Yes. Um, I asked Manny something very similar. Um, we talked a little bit about like workloads and, and kind of juggling everything. As far as from that perspective specifically, what for women out there who want to pursue something new or, yeah. or switch careers, kind of doing things like you're doing, just going out there and getting it, but also maintain a stable home, maintain a relationship with their children, their, their husband or yeah. whoever, right? Um, any recommendations? Yeah, I would say get out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to fail. Um, it It is not easy to get outside of your comfort zone. I get that. Um, but the only way for us to learn is failure. And once you fail, it is the best lesson to pick it up and be successful. Mm -hmm. um, 
I think it's been empowering this year for me. It's been a great year for growth for me in the sense that I can. I always uh, probably second guess myself a lot sure. in life, which we all have Confidence, a bad right? habit. Yes, yeah. we have a bad habit of doing that. Um, and, you know, I, it's funny, I always text my sister being like, I'm so worried that my boys are going to see me working and I can't be present with them 24 7 or I can't go do lunch duty, which God bless you, PTA moms and moms that <laughs> love to do that stuff. That is not my thing. But um, I always just feel sometimes less than when I can't do that for them 24 7 because yeah. I am working, right? That's something my wife's mentioned. Like, it's so she hard. wishes she could do stuff like that, but at the same time, um, I wonder if she would actually enjoy going to doing lunch know, duty, like, right? That is not my yeah. thing. I'd rather bring home the bacon than do the lunch <laughs> duty, right? And um, but I love kids. Sure. Um, but I think this year has been a huge year for me to know it's okay. It's okay that your your kids are seeing you work like they are seeing a mom. Yeah, pick up the pieces, and the house is not always a hundred percent like they're used to. Mainly my husband's the OCD one, so he's had to get used to that. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, for moms out there, I mean, go get it. Go. Like, what's stopping you? Wow. Chase it. That's powerful. Anything else you want to add? I think I'm good. You good? This awesome. has been amazing. Thanks so much, Joe. Yeah. Sure, anytime. Thanks for tuning in to the RVA Affiliate Collective Podcast. This is Joe Ellis. Be sure to follow us on iTunes and give us a subscribe. Also check us out on YouTube under the same name, RVA Affiliate Collective. Thank you. Have a good one.